Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. To hell and back is in the job description. Being roughed up, scuffed up, run over, kicked, thrown, dropped, dunked, and done the unthinkable is a duty we've embraced for more than 40 years. Through superior engineering and constant innovation, only Pelican has conquered the chaos a life of ambition can dish out. And we've done it to empower you. Yeah, Gadget, made in America, based outside of nashville tennessee yak gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories quick mount motor mounts anchor systems track mounted accessories even paddles go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water the 153 bay company based in troy ohio make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits hook them hard and hook them off all of our baits are made to order and all of the hard baits are hand painted to order so go to the 153anglers.com to place your order today What's going on, Facebook Live, YouTube? Howdy. Howdy. Hi, Jay. Hi, Brian. See what I'm doing here, boys and girls? Sharing up this stream. Go smash that share button in the lower left-hand corner. Let's get some folks in here. Get on it. We got uh, we got young Brennan McDougal. I, I, I believe I pronounced that correct. McDougal? McDougal? McDougal. He's laughing at us yeah, down in the green room right now. He's like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, whatever, dude, whatever. <laughs> Hi, Jay. How you doing tonight? I am stupendous, brother. I'm glad to see you're still alive. Jay sent me a picture of his bike and his helmet yesterday <laughs> and thought he was going to die. And I was ready to call 911. He's still living. Yeah. He's still living. It's a rude awakening, man. It's like, yeah. You shaved, you shaved the beard. You look like you're 12. I know. Riding the bike. I mean, how much younger are you trying to look, bro? I know. I'm just trying to, uh, I guess, defeat <laughs> everything that's happening right now. A uh, couple quick announcements, uh, boys and girls. If you're not following us on uh, Waypoint TV, download the Waypoint TV app. You can get all the videos, audio segments, all that good stuff on there. Uh, super cool. Super happy to be working with uh, Waypoint TV. Next Paddle and Finn Trail Series event is June 19th on the Madison Chain in Wisconsin. Get signed up. Uh, I'll have Jay drop the link to Tourney X down in the chat for you boys and girls if you want to come out to that event. It is always a good time. Big, large mouth, and small mouth. So, oh, yeah. 
you got any ideas on uh, what's going to take it? Green fish or brown fish? Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to say brown fish because uh, right. that's, uh, you know, that's the place to be. I think if you're in the river, you're going to probably capitalize on some green fish. Uh, yeah. Well, you can capitalize on both. I mean, I've caught them both in the rivers. Yeah, um, that one secret spot on that one lake. Shh, don't be giving my spots away, bro. <laughs> um, but uh, going to be a good time. Um, also, I didn't tell you this. We're almost to episode number 600 from episode one of Paddle and Finn podcast. Say what? Yeah, we're, uh, I think it's 580. I think this is 585. That's crazy. Something yeah. like that. Um, plus, we got a birthday coming up too. Is it three years? Am I doing the math correctly? Yeah. 2018, three yeah. years. So uh, I think we're going to have a big, big shindig. We're going to get a bunch of the hosts on, stuff like that. Maybe give some stuff away. Um, but uh, if you guys are watching tonight and you want to see a specific return guest on the three-year anniversary slash episode 600, drop it in the comments. Let's yeah. let's hear who you guys want to hear from. Anybody but McKinstry. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, get, Jay gets a little embarrassed uh, when, when McKinstry's on. You think he's red now. I mean. Red. Look at me. I'm like, I'm, I'm bright. Like I'm like reflecting light, but uh, yeah, we're gonna have a big show. Usually those shows go, um, geez, man, I think the last one went two and a half hours, so they're always fun. So uh, we'll we'll plan that. Uh, we'll release the date. More than likely, we'll try to plan it around that episode six hundred. I meant to look on the calendar today to figure out when that was gonna be, but you know, roughly three weeks away. So um love to have you guys there if you guys are listening on the podcast platforms where a majority of our folks listen to us uh shoot us an email facebook message instagram message all that stuff and uh we'd love to hear who you guys would want to hear from uh enough rambling let's get the man of the hour in here mr brennan mcdougall 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 McDougal. Yeah. I had it right the first time yeah. and I started second guessing myself. I'm like, I always ask our guests, like, am I pronouncing this right? And nine times out of 10, I get it right. So, but, uh, welcome, man. We, uh, we actually got to meet you in person, um, at the last paddle and fin trail series event. Um, you came in 10th place, which was super cool. Um, you're always at the top of the leaderboard, man. You're doing well. I think the first time I actually saw your name, I think it was last year, maybe the year before, and you were starting to come up and, uh, you know, doing cool things, man. You're, you're a young man and, uh, you're, you're just out there crushing it, man. And it's, it's cool to see a lot of the young guys coming up and, not only that, but a lot of them are coming out of Indiana, which is totally cool, too. So, like that. So, uh, just give us a little background, man, on you, where you're from, uh, how you got into kayak fishing and fishing in general, man. Um, well, I'm Brian McDougall. I'm 17 from Indiana. And uh, I guess how I got into kayak fishing, uh, I was 
15 years old or 14 years old, I think. Okay. 14. Uh, but I wanted to really start branching out in the sport. Uh, I've been pond fishing for a lot, you know, most of my life, but, uh, around that age, I believe like 13, 14 years old, I started looking at bass boats and, uh, they're pretty expensive as everyone knows. And, uh, especially just kind of getting into the tournament side of things and, uh, had some buddies that, uh, fish kayak tournaments and, uh, they showed me around you know their kayaks and everything and i tried them out and i just loved it ever since so uh, that's kind of how i got kayak fishing and uh like i said i loved it ever since so very very similar story to uh to jack stenor i mean that was kind of his thing too man and you know you both you both come from uh indiana and that's one thing man i think he's he's grown up now just graduated high school so now, like, you're not competing with him. He's going to college. He's fishing a college bass team. Now, Indiana's your state, dude. How does that make you feel? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's my state. There's, there's a lot of guys, a lot of great angles around me. But I just – I try to do the best I can and uh, set a good example on the younger guys. But I, I just try to do the best I can have fun, man. That's it. But Jackson's an incredible angler, so he deserves no. credit. Listen, he's, mod, he's modest too. He's modest. Him. I like it, dude. These Indiana boys, man, raised yeah. right. That's what I'm talking Standing about. On top of that mountain, dude. <laughs> Just yell it. <laughs> Once in a while, you got to puff the shirt out. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, we got we got one of your fans in the yeah, chat. Says Jay, put a hat on, please. Sincerely, everyone. It's the lighting, man. I don't know. Thanks, Facebook user. <laughs> I'm gonna get more sun. I promise. My arms uh, look good. Just on my head. <laughs> But um, super cool, man. Like in, in before we started this, we were kind of talking a little bit in, uh, you know, I had asked you, you know, do you, um, are you on like your high school bass team? Like that's a thing that's getting more and more popular and a lot of traction. Like when I was a kid, we didn't have that, man. Like I would have drooled over the chance of like, having a high school fishing team or going to college for fishing or something like that, which is super cool. And you said you actually started and run it and, and ran the club, right? And now it's expanded. Why don't you talk a little bit about that, man? I actually, I didn't actually originally start it from the beginning, um, but okay. I, I fished it in its beginning years. Uh, but back a few years ago when I got into high school, I managed to get the opportunity to actually run the club. And uh, it's a super cool thing because it gets a lot of younger guys like elementary and, and middle school anglers into it, which is how I, I personally got started. That's and, awesome. Uh, you know, it, it gets it gives an angler like more opportunities to, you know, especially making new friends. Like that was something I really, you know, noticed is I made a lot of my friends I'm friends with today through the club, but uh, ran it for a few years. And uh, the high school thing's great here in indiana and i'm sure a lot of the clubs have the same rules is that you know a lot of schools will only allow kids from that school to fish on that club so what ended up happening is it turned into kind of like a county club and uh that gives anglers you know whether they're homeschooled or go to other schools that don't have a club to fish on a club so that's kind of what happened but uh no it's a great thing because you know we did pond tournaments once a, once a month and everything and there was prizes donated from sponsors. It's just a co super cool thing. Gets a lot of younger guys, like the elementary school kids and middle school kids into it, which is awesome. That's super cool, man. Yeah. 
it's awesome. I mean, just getting getting uh, boys and girls in into the sport at such a young age, man, that's super cool. Yeah. And not only that, but now you, you know when you you graduate high school next year. Next year, I'm going into my senior year. Just finished my junior year. So you get to graduate next year, and then you know you get to watch those young guys come up and. Mm-hmm. You know, fill your shoes, man. That that'll be uh, definitely a cool achievement and something that I think you'll you'll definitely appreciate seeing that happen, man. Which is super cool, man. So kudos to you for sure. Yeah, I mean, I you're you're always learning new things from it too. There's tons of kids on the club. You're making new friends. You're learning different things. It's it's a lot of fun. So, well, it's cool, man. I'm sure you know it may be a little intimidating so to speak, like a man your age, you know, trying to reach out to some of these older guys and, you know, ask them, you know, how to do things and stuff like that. And uh, being able to talk amongst, you know, your peers and being able to figure some stuff out, man, that's super cool, man. Yeah, it's awesome. But I don't discourage you from reaching out to like old geezers like Jay, you know, for advice. Yeah, I don't don't know what I can tell you, but... (laughs) It's funny. If somebody can guess Jay's age in chat, I will uh, will send them a Paddle and Finn Trail Series t-shirt. Because Jay looks like he's 20, but he's much older. So, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, so, you got plans, like, after high school? Are you looking at uh, maybe going uh, to college, fish at the collegiate level? I, I do. I do. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You know, this year, throughout my junior year, I, I managed to, you know, go look at some schools and everything. And I have a few schools in mind. Uh, but right now, I'm, I'm looking into, uh, you know, a good school for what I want to do as a career. But I would love to fish on the collegiate level. Yeah. And I've looked at a few schools, and I'm um, fortunate enough to have some be looking at me. So I just want to, you know, wait. And throughout my senior year, like I said, I'm going to my senior year. So. I feel like midway through my senior year, I really start to branch down and figure out where I want to go. Very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah, that's cool, man. William Selby said you're 38. I think you should send that guy 20 bucks. (laughs) Yeah, that's a huge compliment, bro. (laughs) Ben Bowman said 43. Yeah. Is that close? I I don't know. All right, so he's now 43. I know it's... You're getting warmer, boys. Uh, but uh, if you had, uh, like, if you didn't have to worry about, you know, scholarships or money or anything, and there was one college team you wanted to be on, what would that be? Adrian in Michigan. Adrian, Adrian in Michigan. Adrian. Where are you at, Adrian in Michigan? Yeah, man. Where's the contract? <laughs> Don't worry. After we get done with this, we'll make some phone calls and talk some sense into those boys. But uh, that's super cool. Why? Why Adrian? 
Uh, I mean, they, they have a good school as far as I know, and I, I haven't had the opportunity to actually go look at the school in person, but I know they have a good team as well. Uh, but I actually – I grew up – or I spent a lot of time in Angola, Indiana. Um, okay. My grandma had a lake house there, and I, we still go up there today. Uh, but Adrian's like 40 minutes or something from there, and, and I feel like, like Angola is almost like my second home. And, right on. Uh, I want to stay like close to home, and if I can go to Adrian, like it's a good school, they have a good team, and it's close to there. So that's that's really, if I'm gonna be honest, that's I've always looked at Adrian, and that's kind of why I would want to go there. So if I get the opportunity, I would love to go there. But there's some other awesome schools. There's so many good schools out there. Um, it's hard to hard to choose. So is Adrian, there any like requirements for these schools? Like you have to do like I mean I mean obviously your grades I imagine, but yeah. Is there something about tournaments? You gotta like win a certain amount, or I I don't really know about how you know a college you know at least like fishing coach or leader however you want to say it like they they look at it. I know obviously like you said the school looks at your GPA and your grades, and I think every like fishing coach for a college team I I think they do look at like your you know some of your tournament fishes finishes and whatnot. Um, I think that's really it. I don't I really don't know though honestly hmm. I wouldn't know. But I think it's a lot of tournament finishes and, you know, grades, I guess. So I like it. Certain schools, cool. I think, look for certain things in an angler, as mm-hmm. far as I know. But I don't know. It's a good question. Are, are any of the schools following you on social media? Yeah. I have a few. No, not Adrian, but there are a few schools that have been following my social media. And that's where a lot of my tournament finishes are posted. I, I mean, I do recap some of my tournaments, but also, obviously, Tourney X and stuff like that. So, you need to start tagging that fishing team coach in all your mm-hmm. posts. Be I like, "What's up? Do. What's up, bro? Or, yeah. Why haven't I got a phone call yet?" Yeah, yeah. And then, like, in the middle of just like, kind of lift up your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we we got a comment coming in from YouTube from eight one two slider. He said, ask Brennan how he lost one of his favorite pink Crocs. Little kid was heartbroken for 24 hours. Somebody trying to embarrass you there? <laughs> well, I wear Crocs a lot. I wear Crocs all the time. Uh, I guess, let me think of, oh, yeah, I know the story. Oh, I, I lost them in a lake, right? I mean, I, I have a lake house, like I said, on James. Mm-hmm. I'm a James champ there in Angola. And, uh, you know, the the ground or the I got them stuck in the muck. I don't know how. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say they're pink and they float. (laughs) No. I got them stuck in the muck, and a good buddy of mine, Brian, uh, which I'm assuming is the one who commented that, he uh, got in and got them for me. He dove down, I think, and got them for me. That's cool. That's Yeah, and that was was pretty heartbreaking because I I wear Crocs all the time. They're my favorite shoes. Right on. So, but yeah. Why Why do you like the Crocs? I know there's, like, a lot of guys that like them and then a lot of guys that hate them. And, yeah. like, there's the guys that make fun of the guys that wear Crocs. And then there's the guys that wear Crocs that make fun of the guys that wear sandals. So I, I don't really know. They're, talk uh, me into wearing some Crocs because I've <laughs> never even tried these things before. Well, they're, they're convenient, right? I mean, you don't – and I guess that's the same with sandals. But they are convenient and they're comfortable. And they're, I mean, they're rubber, right? So they're waterproof. So it's perfect because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times you might get your feet wet at the ramp or something like that. So it's perfect. You know, you don't have to worry about drying your shoes out or stuff like that. 
Well, so, and I think everybody's used to like the classic design. And there's, I have a pair of that, and I purposely <clears throat> like got them because of what you're saying, because they're waterproof and they're not going to retain the stink that you yeah. know, a lot of the shoes. I mean, because let's be honest, kayaking, your feet are in the water a hell of a lot more than you are when you're in a boat. Yeah. And then yeah. one of those days you leave those shoes in a truck or your car on a hot summer day and you get in there and you're like, Ooh. Jay's got a soft stomach. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like whoa, whoa, I don't know what that is, man. You but, get them uh, dirty. I mean, you get them dirty too. You just wash them off. They're good yeah. to go. It's all yeah. no, they're just convenient. They're yep. easy. I got to ask you, you ever got the croc suntan spots where your feet are all polka dotted from the sun coming through the little holes? I, well, I never get that tan. I've never gotten that tan. I have the same tan every year, though, like where it's like, because Crocs come up like, I don't know how to describe this, halfway down your feet. Like, here's your foot. Yeah. Yep, yep. So there's always like a like a real pale spot on my foot, and that's real, real tan. I get yeah. that. I've never gotten the spots, though. Okay. Now, it's like a I farmer tan. That'd be awesome. That'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Brennan's going to be out there on his kayak trying to polka dot his feet in the sun, yeah. get third degree burns. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Well, that's cool. I like it. I I got I I'm a sandals guy, so I got the the white strap going across the top of my foot, and it doesn't even go away in the winter time. <laughs> my wife makes fun of me, you know. So it's uh, it's one of those things, man. But. Uh, you're in an old town. You're on the old town team, man. So, um, what what model boat are you floating out of? Uh, I currently I fish from the. It's a 2021 Autopilot 136. Nice. How you like that thing, man? I absolutely love it. Uh, stepped in the Autopilot last year. I ran a 120 last year, and <laughs> uh, fell in love with it ever since. the The Autopilot was my first like motorized kayak line of kayaks. So. Uh, fell in love with that and uh, went a little bigger this year, and I, I love it. Just the amount of space and everything, it's it's a nice kayak. I love it. So, Oh, you could probably walk from bow to stern on that thing, dude. You're not. I was just thinking that. You're like half the size of me, dude. So <laughs> I'm sure you could probably stand up front like uh, Daniel's son and Karate yeah, Kid, yeah. dude, do the one, one-legged crane kick. Yeah, I'd be like, I do walk. I do walk really bow to stern. I mean, a lot of the times I I just stay on the front deck, but at, in certain situations, uh, like if you know I'm facing the wind, I hit spot lock, but I'm fishing something behind me. Like I'll fish off the back of it and stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, it's an incredible kayak. I love it. Yeah, I've noticed myself uh, a lot more lately, and I forget where we were talking about this. It was on another podcast or something, but. Uh, uh it was a new canoe show that i do uh if you guys uh want to tune in every tuesday night on the new canoe facebook page and youtube channel i do a show a show with all the new canoe guys but i found myself doing the same thing man like uh you know because the new canoe platform it's open kind of like that autopilot where you got all that room to walk around and i've noticed like me standing and turning sideways or casting in the back of the boat now you know, I don't know what it is. Like last year, I didn't do much of that, but this uh, new Unlimited, man, I've been doing the same thing. And it's kind of cool, right? Because you could sit in one spot and just fish 360 all around you and just kind of kind of dial the fish in. Or if 
like I don't have spot lock on mine. So if I, you know, get blown around or the boat gets spun around in the wind, I can just kind of rotate in the boat, man, which is kind of cool. Um, I like that, dude, that open deck concept. Those autopilots are pretty slick boats. I know one of our hosts here, JP, has got that same boat. I think he's got last year's model, but yeah, he said the same thing, man. He's he's a big dude, and he loves that thing, man. He's a, I saw him uh, the first event that we had in Indiana. He was standing up in the river, spot lock and spinning all around that thing, you know, casting, sight casting and stuff like that, man. It was super cool. Do you, do you got to be careful with that with spot lock if you're standing up front, like on the bow? Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com um i would say it's uh it's, once you're on spot lock and it gets locked in uh mm-hmm. you know, of course you gotta be careful but uh it's really when you're controlling the motor like i mean mm-hmm. it's pretty powerful if you're if you know if you're standing up and you know you're you accidentally click the button or something like you might might fling you in so yeah <laughs> I, I have it um I've actually done it. The, the one time that's happened to me was actually practicing for the, the paddle and fin cold water event. So <laughs> I uh, hit the motor the wrong way and it, I ate it. I ate it. So you honest. went in? You took a swim? I, I did like... not go in. Uh, oh, all right. Played it right on the deck. Okay. So, I was going to say, if you went for a swim, that was probably pretty cold, man. Yeah. yeah. The water yeah. temps weren't that great. It is cold. No. But no, yeah. I, I would say you got to be careful in all situations. But uh, once spot lock and stuff gets dialed in, it, I mean, it works for you. Uh, but I, I, a lot of times I'm always finding myself, like you were saying, that open deck concept is huge for me. So mm-hmm. I'm typically just always on the deck fishing. An open deck allows you to, like you said, kind of like 360 fish and you turn that yeah. which mm-hmm. fish. So. Yeah, it's cool, man. I, I love it. I mean, I had that last year too. I was in the new canoe pursuit, but like the stability of that boat compared to the unlimited, you know, unlimited's way, way more stable. Um, but the pursuit is a lot faster, you know? So that was the thing, like, you know, as far as ease of paddling and motor and stuff, that's what I really loved about it. And then this unlimited came out and I'm like, dude, I could like, I'm a big dude. You've seen me, Brennan. I could like, I could do the one, one legged, you know, crane kick off the front bow, which is pretty cool. You know, yeah. uh, having that ability just to move about it almost gives you, and and that's something we could segue into next is I know you fish out of, uh, actual boats too, you know, quite a bit. Um, but it gives you that kind of open, like deck walking around on a boat feel almost, right? Uh, the first time I stepped, especially fishing on that open deck, right? Like the first time I fished off the 120 last year with the, and the autopilot in specific, but any open deck kayak, but with the motor right there in front of you and open deck, like it, it literally felt like, and it feels like I'm fishing up, you know, the bow end of a bass boat. Like I got the yeah. front deck right there and I got the trolling motor ahead of me. It feels no different. So that's something I noticed right away. Um, fishing off, 
you know, because all my other kayaks, I've never had that full open deck like the autopilot brings you or some other kayaks. Um, and with the motor right there, like I said, it, it feels like I'm fishing off, you know, the front of a bass boat, which is awesome. Super cool. Heck yeah, man. So um, I've been seeing a lot of pictures, man. You're fishing out of a boat too. Are you fishing like some buddy tournaments with a friend or something out of a boat or? Uh, I, I fish them occasionally. Um, haven't done that many this year, but sometimes I'll fish like USA Bass and like team tournaments and stuff. Not a lot though. Uh, a lot of times I just go fun fishing with buddies off their boats and stuff, but I'll hop into a tournament every once in a while. It's, some, it's fun because it's different than the kayak stuff, but. I, I enjoy the kayak tournaments more, but whenever I can get into a bass boat tournament, I will. Every once in a while, I do it. That's cool, man. I dig that. I dig it. Um, so, you know, we were talking about, you know, before we started, and, you know, I definitely wanted to, uh, you know, sorry, uh, definitely talk to you about, you uh, you know, some of the struggles and the, and the problems you have, like trying to travel to different events and stuff like that, being, being a young guy, man, like, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because I know we did a podcast a while back with, uh, with Susie Roloff and, you know, hearing some of the struggles as a woman angler traveling to a, a general all male event. And, um, you know, it was interesting from that and trying to get your perspective as a young guy who's like coming up, like, cause I'm sure there's a bunch of kids nowadays, um, not calling you a kid, but young men coming up that, you know, want to get into the sport and they see the Hobie events and the bass events and the, the KBF trail events and the paddle and fin trail series events. And they want to travel to the, you know, some of these, but there there's limitations. And I think, uh, some of us as older guys, you know, take that for granted. Um, so like what's some of the struggles in the, in the issues that you faced, um, trying to, trying to, you know, come up and really get your name out and fish more of these, uh, these bigger events, man. Um, I would say the, the first struggle, you know, earlier in my career, I guess you could say, or since I've started was actually, you know, traveling to these places driving wise. Cause, uh, of course, when I started, I was like 13, 14 years old. So I, I didn't have my license. Um, my dad and stuff was super helpful. He, he would drive me to a lot of events. Um, but of course, you know, he couldn't drive me to say there's a tournament on Ufala or something like that, like far away or wherever. A lot of the national events he wasn't able to drive me conveniently to. So that was the first struggle really early on when I started was actually being able to hitch rides or, you know, being able to get somewhere. And of course now being able to drive since last year, it's helped a lot and I've been able to travel a lot more. Uh, but now it's, and since I've started and I still face it, is actually just being able to find places to stay sometimes like being under 18, like until I can get my own hotel, like I got to, you know, be able to either stay at people's campsites or, you know, book a cabin or whatever. So uh, that's really the biggest struggle. Like, I mean, that's the only thing that will hold me back a lot of times from traveling to an event. Like there were some events last year where I really want to go to and some guys that I do travel with or have weren't able to go. So that's something that I really struggle with as a younger angler is being able to find places to stay sometimes. So 
Yeah, it was interesting, man. It, uh, you know, it's something that I think we don't even think about because I think you got to be at least 18 to even reserve a campsite, right? I think it's you all, know? any like hotel, campsites, all that. I think it's 18. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I know the cabins we stayed in for the yeah. national championship last year it was, I know it was 18. Yeah. So that's the biggest struggle, man. And a lot of times I'm able to make it to a lot of these events. Just sometimes staying with people. I, I some people that I travel with, I, I'm just not able to do it. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. the biggest struggle. See, and you know, on the flip side, and I'm I'm not by any means trying to offend you or compare you to the ladies, but like, you know, Susie Roloff, like she would want to travel to a lot of the national events, but like, you know the expense of getting your own hotel or whatever was just too much. And it's like, you can't just necessarily go up to like some random dude and be like, Hey, want to split a hotel room? You know, she's married, you know, a lot of guys are married, like kind of looks funny. You know what I mean? And, um, I never really thought about that, you know, and it's, uh, it, it's kind of interesting. And I think it's something that a lot of us guys take for granted, and especially the younger guys, man, like, you know, I know, um, you know, it's a kind of similar story that we heard from Jackson or granite, like Jackson's dad, like stepped up and, and he fished tournaments too. So he was able to travel with him. His dad could get a hotel room, things like that, man. But you're, I mean, trying to, trying to, you know, kind of cut your teeth on your own doing that kind of thing, you know, like, you know, not everybody has that perfect scenario, dude. So kudos to you, man, for for sticking it out and, and making those events and making it work and finding those guys to bunk with and travel with, dude. That's super cool. There's there's a ton of guys, like there's a ton of awesome people in the you know, the kayak community and everyone's looking out for one another. Uh, yes. I've, I've managed there's a lot of guys that are willing to stay with me and I'm just super fortunate for that because other if that wasn't able to happen, like if I wasn't able to stay with a lot of these guys, like I, I couldn't make it to these events. So, um, but the kind well, community and the family is just awesome. So. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, that's like we talked, you know, right before we started this, you're like, man, I'm considering Madison, you know, and, and that's how this whole subject came up. And I was like, dude, we always got extra room at the campsites. Mm-hmm. Come on by, you know, like that's yeah. the thing. So, um yeah man if if you're ever looking for a place to stay at one of these events reach out to me man i'll yeah. I'll track somebody down that's uh going to these events man we'll find you a place to crash for sure that's awesome man but um yeah no absolutely man absolutely so um you know what's uh what's kind of your outlook for the rest of the year man what are you most looking forward to and uh you know what kind of what what big events you think you're gonna make this year I think looking forward, I think I'm going to try to get to a couple trail events. I think I'll fish uh, the KBF trail on East West Harbor and possibly nice. Kentucky Lake. Um, okay. The Paddle and Fin Invitational, I think, is that's in September. Yeah, it's uh, in uh, September, middle of September. So or beginning. I believe, believe I'll be making it to that up in the cross. So that's something I, ever since I found out about it, I really wanted to get to that. Um, nice. so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, of course, the national championship this year uh, down in Shreveport. And I think that might be it. There's some other, you know, of course, like the events in state and everything. 
Like I, I still fish, you know, the local trails here in Indiana are awesome. So there's a, there's a few events I'm looking forward to here in state, but, um, and possibly, uh, the Madison chains event as well. If I can end up making it to that one. Nice. So just a few trail events and stuff like that. Trying to get to as much as I can getting around school and everything. What, uh, what local club are you mostly fishing down there? Uh, it's Indiana kayak anglers here out of Indiana. Uh, yeah. some of them since I've started, they do a great job, but also, uh, Indiana kayak trail as well. They have some events going this yep. year. So, but yeah, mostly Indiana kayak anglers. They're all right. Except for that guy, Matt Gibson, that helps run that club. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that guy. Hey, hey, Matt Gibson. Yeah. He's goofy. Oh. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. You guys Just saying. That. He's, he's, he's like on that canoe team or something. Yeah. The canoe team. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm telling. Is I'm it like old canoe? Uh, yeah, old, old canoe. canoe. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, he's got one of those old aluminum canoes. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what he fishes oh, yeah, out of. <laughs> he's got like you know, he's got his uh, you know, his old uh, like Rapala, you know, yeah, with uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, got the ultra light action spinning reel. <laughs> uh, we love Maddie. He's a good he's dude. A good dude. He's a good he dude. is for sure, man, for sure. Well, that's cool, man. Um, you know, as far as like, you know, you were talking, your dad would help you out, you know, getting you to some local events and stuff like that, man. So what kind of support and thoughts do you get from your folks like you trying to pursue this fishing thing, man? This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I mean, they just, you know, encouraged me to do my best every time I'm on the water. And, of course, like, when I didn't have my license, like, he would take me to a lot of events. Uh, basically, any event that I wanted to go to, you know, he would pretty much take me to, which is awesome. And now that I'm kind of free, I guess, have my license. I mean, I, he's always encouraged me, my, my, you know, my mom, my dad, my sister. They're always texting me, calling me when I'm on the water. Uh, making That's awesome. For every event too. I mean, I mean, of course, I'm 17, so before I leave for each event, they're always making sure I got everything and making sure I'm <laughs> So That's cool. It's awesome for it. It's awesome. And they're like, make sure you turn on your Life 360 so we know where you are. <laughs> 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 he knows what's up i do the same thing to my kids i'm like man you better like if you're traveling far put on that you know put that app on it. I, well i remember uh when my son turned 16 and he got his license and i was like here you go you take this car 
anywhere your sister's got to go guess who's driving yeah. her <laughs> he was like oh man yeah, yeah. for real so then he was smart though he was smart he got a job and worked as much as he possibly could <laughs> so he wouldn't have to drive his sister anywhere but uh no that's super cool man um it's it's cool to see a lot of parents getting behind um all you young guys and, and giving you all the, all the support you need and, and making sure you guys are getting to these events, getting there safely and, and just having a good time. Right. You know? Yeah, for sure. I dig it. I dig it, man. Um, what else? Uh, you got anything, Jay? Well, I mean, you know, when you're, when you're out there on the water, I mean, what are your thoughts? Like how, you, how are you, breaking up the lake you know that's what i missed yeah yeah how how are you looking at everything and then and also you know how how does your lure uh choice or selection how is it affected by that i would say uh if i'm going into a lake or a river wherever it's at an event that i've never been to or you know even if i've been there before i do a lot of map study before uh, as much as i can through like navionics and everything and even on like Google Earth, uh, checking that, even looking at the weather going up to the event. And uh, when I get to the water, I try to, like I said, the, you know, the pre-planning is big for me, kind of knowing somewhat about the body of water I'm going to. And then uh, I just kind of break it down from there. I try to find a few areas that I, I think will be best for, you know, for the time of year and everything. And uh, I try those out, and if that doesn't work, I'll kind of try to move to a plan B and a plan C. I, I typically, going into each event, I like to have three plans, like a plan A, plan B, and a plan C. And if I can, if I can find that in practice, that's, that's an effective practice for me, I guess. Try to find a few different plans, a couple backup plans and everything. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So are you more of a power fisherman or finesse fisherman? I'm a, I'm a finesse fisherman, 100%. I like it, dude. I have no patience for that. Dude, I used to be the biggest power fisherman. And and I thought about this on the water this past weekend when I was fishing the home lake, dude. And I'm like, you know, I probably should be like ripping a chatterbait through the weeds right now. But I'm like, I'm just going to fish this weed line with a with a uh, shaky head and, a you know, slow work at Senko through the grass instead of, I don't know, man. It's something about it. Something about it. And you get a lot of good bites. That's my thought initially when I start <laughs> off like that, and then all of a sudden I'm fishing it like I'm power, I'm basically power fishing a plastic, you know, which sometimes works out. Yeah, sometimes, you know? sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like that is patience is just not my virtue. You got any friends like this, Brennan? Where like they're they're they like to fish a certain style, and they're not catching anything, but you're hammering them right. And you're like, hey, bro, this is what they're hitting. Here, here's some of the baits. Tie one of these on, and you'll catch fish. And then they're, you give them the baits, and they never tie them on and never use them. You got any friends like that? I got I got some friends from my school and stuff. Yeah. All right. They, they all sound right. cool. Yeah, see? They yeah, sound cool. You're not. <laughs> Jay's not the only one. Yep. <laughs> well, I just believe in my baits, man. You, know? well, you got to have confidence. Yeah. You I mean, if they're catching fish, it's great. You know, it's like, you know, so what if you don't catch all the fish? <laughs> you know? I caught some. <laughs> oh, that's super cool. Well, brother, we're winding it down, man. Uh, any, any last thoughts, shout outs, thank yous, any of that good stuff you want to throw out there? 
I mean, I just want to thank you guys for having me on. This has been awesome. Uh, of course, yeah, I want to thank you know, my friends, family, and everything for getting on here and for all the support. And of course, all my sponsors. I have so many great sponsors. You can see that on my Instagram or anything like that. So, uh, but yeah, I appreciate all the support from everyone. And again, just thank you guys for having me on here. It's been fun. Heck yeah, man. Did you, um, real quick, man, not to uh, sidetrack, but was it last year? Did you do a turn, uh, charity event or was it this year or something? Uh, I did one this year and I did I do one last year. I can't remember if I did one last year. I don't, I don't remember, but you ran the charity event, right? It was like something yeah. that you put together. Yeah. You are you going to do that again this year, or is it going to be next year? And do you want to plug that now, man? I don't know. Like, uh, I mean, basically, if I do a charity, like Jackson Orr does a charity tournament annually, and he kind of started that off. You know, if I do a charity tournament, it's basically going to be for something that's like comes up or something, and someone okay. needs help. But I, as of right now, I don't have any future plans on one. Okay. But if I do, I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, yeah, let me know, man. I, I just, something in the back of my mind, I saw something that you did one or something like that, or I remember that you had did one and uh, just wanted yeah. to, if you were going to do it annually, so to speak, let you kind of plug that. I would like to. I would like to. It's, this, you know, the charity tournaments are a great thing. Um, yeah. But we'll see, because it's, it's a good thing to get into, but Jackson right really started it, and he did a great job with his, and I know he does one annually. Yeah, right on. Okay. Right on, man. Well, uh, we appreciate you taking the time out tonight, man, and uh, telling the good folks about yourself and uh, super cool with what you're doing, you know, with your with your club and getting a lot of young, young kids involved in the sport and stuff like that, man. And uh, it's cool to see you uh, see you grow as an angler and become more and more successful, dude um it's just uh i i love that about our sport man i love seeing all you young guys come up you know there's yourself dylan fuqua when he was fishing heavy you know jackson there's a couple other guys man that uh you know are in that high school college range that are just out there grinding away dude and crushing it man so kudos don't give up just keep doing it man and uh by all means, man, if there's anything we can ever do to help you guys out, just let us know, and uh, we'd be more than happy to help. I will, man. I appreciate it. And like I said, if I don't see you at the, the Madison chain, I'll, I'll see you in the cross, but I'll, I'll work on seeing what I can do for the Madison chain. So, Right on. Yeah, Matt Gibson must have just tuned in because he oh, didn't comment earlier when him? we were making is, fun is of him. him? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. He's gonna go back and watch after we get done and he's gonna be like, Oh my god, you guys but he's a good uh, credit sometimes don't give him too much credit, dude. That stuff goes to his head, bro. Brennan, I'm gonna say keep wearing keep wearing those pink crocs, dude, because when people talk about you later on, they're gonna be like, I don't remember that dude's name, but he wears pink crocs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you're always gonna be that guy because like even um uh, what Eric Jackson said that because that's why Eric Jackson wears that that one piece jumpsuit all the time. Yeah, yep. because it's like you're you're kind of like you know inventing yourself and putting yourself out there. It's like that one thing that people always remember. You know, yep. that and all the fish. I, I will. I will not. I will continue to wear them. I promise. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. You should. You should just oh, make it. A be thing. Out, 
They'll be up either at the Madison Sand or across. They'll be up there. Nice. Do you have like one like ritual that you do before every event, like a good luck thing or anything like that? I mean, I, I say a prayer every single morning before the event. Um, right on. About it. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Awesome, brother. Thank you, everybody that tuned in this evening. If you tuned in late, you can always go back and watch the video on Waypoint TV, Facebook, YouTube. Get the audio on any of the major podcast platforms out there, Apple, Google, Stitcher, stuff like that. Get ready. We got episode 600 slash three-year birthday coming up for Paddle and Finn. Uh, so, uh, get ready. It's going to be, uh, it'll be a good one. Jay, any final thoughts, my friend? Um, be safe out there, everyone. Always wear your PFD. There you go. That's Dan Perry's line, bro. Is it? Yeah. Uh, He's always like, all right, guys, we'll see you next time. Wear PFDs. And then he clicks end. So it's always good. How about this one? Well, tight lines and smooth paddling. That's my line, bro. (laughs) But that works. We'll we'll let you hack that one up this week. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks again, Brennan. And uh, we'll catch you guys next Thursday, 7 Central, 8 Eastern. Till next time, tight lines, smooth battling. Peace. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.